Anthony Richardson is the most legit Gators Heisman candidate since Tim Tebow. And we're going to talk about it only here on Locked on Gators. You are Locked on Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Monday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports and GiantsCountryBestSide.com. And just a reminder, I am on vacation this week, but we still got daily content coming your way. And today we're talking about Anthony Richardson being a legitimate Heisman candidate and contender. And like I just said, you know, Anthony Richardson is a more legit contender, or the most legit contender for the Gators since Tim Tebow. That's including over Kyle Trask, because even when Kyle Trask was doing his thing in Gainesville, I think one of the biggest issues was he is never going to have the rushing production and I, I think that that's actually something that does come into play a lot with the Heisman talk. Um, but with Anthony Richardson, we're looking at his skill set right now. And I think when you talk about Anthony Richardson, you're talking about someone who specializes in a few things. Uh, first off, the arm. Uh, I, I think that's his best trait, not the athleticism, which we will talk about. But I, I think his arm is the best trait because he can. And when I had Ian Cummings on the show, uh, two or three weeks ago to talk about this we were talking about anthony richardson and when you talk about arm strength or arm talent or as ian says it talent um i think the most important thing that you look at is how effortlessly they can get zip on the ball how effortlessly they can push the ball vertically downfield and anthony richardson is i think in college football second to none when you're talking about that. he flicks the wrist and that ball's traveling 30 yards on a relative rope and that's something that most quarterbacks can't do even when they put effort into it um so i think when you look at anthony richardson you're looking at someone who has arguably the strongest arm in college football arguably the most talented arm in college football and look i get it i've given him a lot of uh a a lot of stuff for his inaccuracy i don't necessarily think that's an arm issue i think that's i think that's an eyes issue um and and a decision issue there i don't think it's his arm isn't strong enough you know ian cummings we were talking about sometimes he over he underthrows a ball i think that's more about the timing and where he thinks the receiver will be than just he can't get the ball wherever he wants to get it to and i think that's important to talk about uh and then looking at the insane athleticism that anthony richardson has you know um on June 15th, there was a Gator Collective Twitter spaces and Anthony Richardson joined and they were like, who are the fastest players in the team? Anthony Richardson said um, it was Ricky Pearsall. It was, I think Fenley Graham was one of them. There was one more. And then he was also like, and me. Um, and, and he said he was joking, but he is one of the fastest players on the team. And given his size, being able to move the way that he does, you know, we saw last season, and I bring this up all the time, he hurdled a defender. That's not something you see from quarterbacks other than Josh Allen that one time over Anthony Barr. And here we got Anthony Richardson hurdling a defender. 
And again, I hate it. I never want to see him do that again, just because the the injury risk there is insane. And I don't care if you're Anthony Richardson, where people say that he's got injury issues, or if you're someone who's never been hurt before. Uh, I just don't want my quarterback hurtling people because it's not even a, oh they it's not even like a oh the hit will hurt them. It's if you're in the air and you get hit in the ankle, we'll say that is enough to flip you over on your head. And I'd rather not see our quarterback get dropped on his head. And then looking at the gunslinger mentality also for Anthony Richardson is a major plus for him uh, and a major minus for him. But when we're talking about your chances of winning the Heisman, we've talked about the bazooka arm. We've talked about the running ability. And that gunslinger mentality is going to help him push the ball vertically downfield. We've seen Anthony Richardson play football. And that man loves throwing the deep ball. He, he just does, whether he's supposed to or not. He loves pushing the ball vertically. And that's a very good thing when we're talking about Heisman candidate. That, that's a fantastic trait to have. So I think the gunslinger mentality, it will get him in trouble. But I think when we talk about him being a gunslinger, um, it's more dangerous in terms of team success than just his individual success. Cause you know, he's going to throw a pick and put the defense in a bad spot maybe. Um, but I think in terms of looking at him succeeding individually, the gunslinger mentality is going to help him more than it's going to hurt him. And that's one of those things where we talk about with Josh Allen, with Patrick Mahomes, with Cam Newton of look, they might turn the ball over because they think they know they can get the ball on any window. And they might turn the ball over because of it, but you live with that because so many times they're going to make that throw and it's going to work and you're going to go, it's worth the interception here and there. And so I think that that's something that you live with, with Anthony Richardson. And like I mentioned, the other couple guys, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and then also the ability to create plays out of nothing. You look at recent Heisman winners and Joe Burrow did it better than anybody else where he would extend plays in the backfield Maybe pick him up with his legs, but usually keeping his eyes downfield. That's that's the thing that we need to see from Anthony Richardson, really, um, in terms of his ability to create big plays out of nothing, is when he starts running around the backfield and he starts roaming, is he looking to take off and run? Because there's kind of there's kind of three options here. Is he looking to take off and run? Is he looking to throw the ball downfield um, or to any open receiver? And is he just looking to take advantage of what's there? Um, and that third one is what we want from him, obviously, because we don't, you know, Drew Brees would take off running and he, and I, I, sorry, I know that you guys hate the Saints, um, but he would take off running and he would be just staring downfield, looking to throw the ball, even if there's, you know, six or seven yards to be picked up in front of him. And then there's so many young, college, young quarterbacks in college and the NFL where they start moving and they're not looking to throw the ball at all. They're just like, oh, well, I'm moving. I'm going to run the ball. Um, and I think it's important to see what Anthony Richardson will do there because we've seen his ability to extend plays in the backfield. Um, and I'd, I'd be interested to see kind of the approach that he takes towards extending plays and creating a bigger play. We're about to take a look at other things that will play into Anthony Richardson's Heisman Canada. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Do you think that the Florida Gators football team is going to win six games this year? Seven games this year? Let's call it an even six and a half, right? Why not? Bet online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. And right now they have the Florida Gators line set at six and a half wins this season. If you think the Gators are going to win more than that, bet the over. If you think the Gators are going to win less than that, bet the under. If you want to bet on anything else, baseball, tennis, 
football in the NFL, whatever it is, basketball, whatever you want to bet on. You can do that. Check out Bet Online. You could head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Anthony Richardson, uh, the the surrounding talent and the scheme, I think, are also important to talk about when we're talking about his Heisman candidacy. You look at the surrounding talent, and at the outside receivers, most of the time, you'll have Justin Shorter and Xavier Henderson. Both are big-bodied receivers that, again, I've said this multiple times, I think that's going to help Justin, uh, that's going to help Anthony Richardson more than anything else because struggled with, with accuracy, with decision-making. And when you have receivers with the catch radius of Justin Shorter and of Xavier Henderson, you leave a little bit room for error. Your margin for error is larger because they can help kind of supplement that and they, they can help complement that style of, oh, well, I threw too high and it's like, it's fine. I'm 6'4 with a 41-inch vert. I can make that catch. Um, so, so it's things like that. And then looking at Trent Whitmore and Ricky Pearsall, who are probably going to work primarily out of the slot, but like we've talked about before, um, Billy Napier likes to have a power slot or a big slot, whatever you want to call them, where we'll see Justin Henderson or Justin Shorter work more in the slot than we saw last year. And probably the same thing with Xavier Henderson. And we'll see Trent Widmore and Ricky Pearsall probably line up out wide. And I mean, Ricky Pearsall in that June 15th spaces that I was talking about, you know, he is, he openly said like, I'm, I'm learning the slot more right now, but I'm going to move everywhere. I did that at Arizona state. I'm going to do that here. I'm going to play the slot. I'm going to play the X. I'm going to play the Y. I'm going to play every spot that I possibly can that will help me get on the field and that will help this team win games. And I think also when you're talking about someone like Ricky Pearsall specifically, you're talking about him, not just as a receiver, but as a runner after the catch, because Ricky Pearsall is one of those players that we've talked about where we go, he is essentially uh, a, a running back. Once he gets the ball, once the ball's in his hands, he moves like a running back. He behaves like a running back. He's not, shifty uh he's not as shifty as Kadarius Tony and he's not going to run through people like Damian Pierce but he's going to do whatever he can to create yards after the catch and I think that's that cannot be um cannot be overlooked when we look at Anthony Richardson's production because obviously the Heisman Trophy is more production trophy than anything else and so you've got Justin Shorter and Xavier Henderson are they're probably going to be the red zone guys, so they'll they'll probably pick up the most of the touchdowns. Trent Woodmore will probably be the underneath guy, and he'll probably pick up most of the catches. Uh, but it also might be Justin Shorter. You know, they I think Anthony Richardson and Justin Shorter are just gonna light it up this year. Um, Ricky Pearsall is going to help Anthony Richardson with these catches, yards, touchdowns because he's going to catch it underneath and create big plays, and that's something that Ricky Pearsall has kind of made his college career doing of just creating big plays as a runner and a receiver because he has taken quite a few carries at Arizona State, and now he's in Gainesville where he'll probably also take carries. But he's going to be creative and productive after the catch, and I think that can't be overlooked. And then looking at the tight ends, you got Keon Zipper or Dante Sanders are probably going to be the top two tight ends. They're going to be red zone targets. And we've discussed this so many times at this point where, and this this kind of goes into the scheme that we've been talking about where, Tight ends are going to work underneath a lot and try to pick up that yards after catch. They're going to work with that, that I, again, I still don't know the name of it, but that, that slide concept kind of where it looks like inside zone split, which we will talk about, uh, or any zone split, split zone read. Um, 
and the tight end comes across the formation behind the offensive line, and he's kind of just a flat checkdown option, but everybody else cleared out that flat. So he, he's a flat checkdown option, and he's the only guy there, and he's just going to pick up yards after the catch. Um, and, and so we'll see that with tight ends. Um, at running back, we'll see – we have so many backs with Naquan Wright, uh, DeMarcus Bowman, Lorenzo Lingard, Trevor Etienne, Montreal Johnson. There's so many guys that are going to play in the backfield. And obviously when we look at the surrounding talent of Anthony Richardson – for his Heisman case, we're not talking about them as runners. We're talking about them as receivers. So we'll probably likely see Naquan Wright more than anybody else in this regard. Maybe maybe Demarcus Bowman, maybe Lorenzo Lingard. Probably not so much with Montreal Johnson or Trevor Etienne. Um, they'll probably be more pure uh, pure runners, I guess. And Naquan Wright is going to move around probably quite a bit. And, and Bowman and Lingard are going to kind of operate in that screen game that Billy Napier is going to utilize but I could also see them kind of trying to stretch the seam up, up, uh, up the seam, just as we have fast people get the ball in their hands and let them make plays. Um, and then just looking at the scheme in general, uh, we had Tyler Fornis on probably about a month ago now, and he talked about smash concept. Which, if you don't know what smash is, uh, let's say you have two receivers. Well, let, these are these are our receivers right here. Um, this one is the slot receiver. This one is the outside receiver. I'll, I'll show them like this. Uh, so slot receiver, outside receiver. Slot receiver is going to run up and out like a corner. So he's running a corner, and then the outside receiver is working underneath, and he's going to run a curl. So we, we got him looking like that. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's smash, according to my fingers. Um, so that's what we're looking at, where there's a curl on the outside and a corner on the inside. And you kind of have the option of reading that corner back and seeing what he does. I realize that's kind of confusing, but the cornerback and you kind of see if he closes in on the curl route, then you throw it deep to the corner. If he goes with the deep route, then you just take what's underneath and you pick up yards after the catch. And Billy Napier is going to work that. We're going to see a lot of screens. You're going to see a lot of vertically pushed balls. And I think even when you look at smash, for example, uh, and you have Anthony Richardson. I think he's. I don't think he's going to make the wrong read. I think he's just going to make the more aggressive read more often than not. And that's even if that corner is trailing that corner route. Oh, man, um, he's just going to push it, ball, push the ball downfield, and get it to the outside because he can do that and he knows he can. Uh, so I think that's where we're going to see a lot. So we'll see easy completions with the yards after catch opportunities and these concepts where if they're properly executed they're going to pick up a ton of yardage. And so I think Anthony Richardson, he's kind of in a good situation in terms of his ability or like how much the offense will need him to produce both on the ground and in the air and the scheme around him kind of putting uh, him in a good position to succeed and the ski and the talent around him, giving him plenty of mouths to feed here. Uh, and then we're about to take a look at the schedule and how that plays a role in Anthony Richardson's Heisman candidacy. But first a quick word from our sponsors. To wrap up today's show, we are talking about Anthony Richardson being a Heisman candidate once again. Um, we're, we're looking at the schedule here, and I think for the most part, the schedule plays into Anthony Richardson's favor as far as can he be a Heisman candidate. Because when you look at a lot of these Heisman guys, it's you've got to take care of the ball against great teams. Um, like when you're looking at Alabama last year, it's like, well, you, you can't turn the ball over against like Georgia. Uh, 
both times you played them. You can't turn the ball over against Cincy, which was a great team last year, playoff team last year. Uh, and, and that's what you have to look at with Alabama and, and all these guys that have won the Heisman recently is they take care of the ball versus great teams and have okay games, average games production-wise. But you have to absolutely go off against bad teams. And that, that that's huge here when we're talking about Anthony Richardson. You need to have the production that you can get against bad teams and you need to just not not have a ton of errors against the good teams. And when we look at Anthony Richardson and the Florida Gators schedule for this upcoming season, I think you look at uh, the weekish part of the schedule, the weekish or worse is what I'll call it. And you've got Kentucky. You've in week two. You've got USF right after that. You've got ten, you've got Tennessee. You've got Eastern Washington. You've got Missouri. You've got South Carolina. You've got Vandy, and you've got Florida State. That's eight of the twelve games are weakish or worse. Because I think Florida State's defense is going to be worse than they were last year um, because they won't have Jermaine Johnson anymore, and he was a one man wrecking crew. I think Vandy's going to be Vandy. I think South Carolina, they'll have a good pass rush, but it's a matter of can he create those plays, and that's why they're in the weakish or worse. They're the weak-ish because uh, they're kind of question marks at that point. Uh, Missouri, I, I think their best group is their linebacking group, and I think that this scheme can kind of take advantage of, of uh, your best group being linebackers. Eastern Washington is Eastern Washington. Uh, USF is USF. Kentucky, I'm not super sold on. You know, last year they won that game because the crowd noise really screwed with Kingsley Aguacun and and Amori and Amori uh, Emory Jones. Um, the defense, Josh Pascal, just caused havoc. He's a Detroit Lion now, so he's not a Kentucky Wildcat anymore. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee, I, I don't even necessarily think they're bad. I think their defense is going to be okay, but I think it's going to kind of be a very up tempo game and kind of push the pace kind of game. And so I think Anthony Richardson will thrive in that atmosphere. Um, and, and so I think the schedule kind of plays out in his favor in that way. But then you look at the tougher games on schedule, there, there's four what I think will be really tough games for the Florida Gators offense in general to, to kind of overcome, not just, uh, not just Anthony Richardson individually, but the Florida Gators in general. And that's Utah week one, I think is going to be way tougher than people are giving them credit for. Um, I think Utah is a great team, and they got a good defense. Uh, It's just a matter of can they withstand the heat, or is Florida kind of just going to go, okay, well, we're going to run the ball at them a bunch in the first half, just just tire them out, and then we're going to air it out. We're just going to try to outrun them. We're used to this Florida heat. We're used to this Florida humidity. They're not used to this heat at all. They're used to that dry Utah air. Um, LSU is always a tough game for Florida. I, th- I think that's very clear. Um, and, and it's going to be, it's certainly going to be a tough one. Georgia. I mean, they're Georgia. I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year, but one thing you can, you can consistently rely, or there are two things you can consistently rely upon Georgia for one great defense. They always do that Two great run game. They always do that. Um, and so I don't think that they'll be as good as they were last year, but I think their defense is still going to be very good. Um, luckily, they lost most of their defense to the NFL draft, but they're still going to be productive. They're still going to be talented, and they're still going to be a pain. And with with Will Muschamp as their co-defensive coordinator, I feel like he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. Um, and, and I mean, he's also one of the better game planners in college football. Even when, when he was with Florida, their defenses were consistently amazing. He just couldn't get an offense going to save his life. 
Uh, and then Texas A&M is the last one. Texas A&M just has so much talent on that roster and so much speed and so many athletes where I think Texas A&M is kind of going to be able to give Florida fits a bit. But Anthony Richardson, I mean, the stage is set for him to violate the weaker teams and just not play horribly against the great teams that they are playing this season. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators as we're talking running backs. Now make your second listen a Lockdown NBA Big Board podcast. Rafael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and of course, big boards. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports and Giants Country of SI.com, and I'll see you all tomorrow.